Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Ijanoclast. I'm your host, John A. Lancaster. For this episode, I'm going to be giving commentary on a scene I viewed from the recent Netflix-released film, Cuties. Before I get into those details, I'm going to set up the background so that every listener is on the same page. Those of you who want to skip to my take on the scene can look to the timestamp in the description. Now then, for those of you who are unaware of Cutie's relevance, the film's plot entails an 11-year-old girl joining a twerking dance crew and exploring her femininity. Yes, you heard that right. An 11-year-old, an elementary school-aged girl, twerking and exploring femininity for all the world to see. This is how Netflix themselves described the film before they switched the description to uh, more tenuous wording. The current description replaced twerking with free-spirited dance crew. The current description also fails to mention anything about the young girl exploring femininity. The original promotional image for the film which showed four scantily clad preteen girls posing in a manner reserved for racy pop stars, has also been swapped for a more subtle image of the film's lead in a dress from the mid-torso up. Though these last-minute revisals have, pros- have uh, proven ineffective in combating the righteous indignation from onlookers, which was first stirred up several weeks ago. Even before the release of the film, there were scores of people who were disturbed by the mere concept presented by the film Cuties. The thought of a TVMA-rated film, that's right, not the tame vanilla rated R, but TVMA, i.e. mature audiences, i.e. 18 and over, where have you heard that one before? Anyway, a TVMA-rated film about an 11-year-old girl twerking which is a sexually charged dance, and exploring her femininity, which is generally linked to a young woman's budding sexuality, incensed mostly everyone who heard about it. The consensus was that the movie was showing young children in a sexually exploitative manner and ought be condemned and eradicated. However, there were some who resented the backlash against cuties, The reasoning of those with a more, let's say, compassionate and gentle appraisal of the movie is encompassed by a brief review that appeared on the blog Pajiba, excuse me, Pajiba, that's P-A-J-I-B-A, Pajiba. The abridged version of this review reads as such, I quote, Cuties is not promoting or glamorizing the sexualization of young girls. Presentation is not the same as promotion. Instead, the film critiques these choices by exploring why girls might engage in such behavior and how they feel about it. These girls are not twerking for the attention of boys or men. Chiefly, they dance for each other. And for floods of likes on social media, they, like many kids who crave attention and rebellion, are recklessly con- are, excuse me are recklessly unconcerned with what kind of attention they get cuties is a coming of age story offering scenes which are knowingly unnerving to its adult audience unquote well you know that that seems fair enough 
just provocative social commentary used to highlight some contemporary struggles of growing into womanhood. Sounds noble. Sounds like a well-intentioned gesture. Maybe the imagery went a bit too far, but the message is solid, they say. All right, now that everyone is caught up to speed, I'm going to describe to you, dear listeners, what exactly I saw from this particular cutie scene. These girls appeared to be in a uh, dancing competition that was showcased on some in some sort of public venue. And you know, what I saw were preteen girls in skin-tight crop tops and briefs shaking their rear ends, humping the ground while banging their fist on the ground and it looked like they were doing or you know mimicking some sort of jerking motion and I pray to God that's not what they were aiming for, spreading their legs, thrust, thrusting their crotches, running their hands over their crotches, making su- suggestive faces. Every time the camera panned to a different angle, there was some elementary school-aged girl's butt getting a close-up. It was beyond disgusting. It was earth-shatteringly disturbing, and to be blunt, it was a bit traumatizing. But what's also unsettling is how some people chastise those who feel this sort of way about that kind of content. Yes, people are being scolded for finding these sexually charged antics in cuties revolting. Those cutie supporters, the ones who are chastising the people who are disgusted, put forth some specious reasoning that whoever characterizes the movie as sexual is themselves fetishizing the girls and therefore has the issue. Now, this rationale is utterly ridiculous. Noticing that something is sexual is not the same as being attracted to that something. People have the ability to read body language and decipher signals and cues. There are a variety of ways to respond to those signals and cues, ranging from enticement, excuse me, ranging from enticement or repugnance. The reaction varies with the individual. That's why every single sexual advance made by humans isn't accepted. So that that's also why there's an entire industry devoted to helping men who get turned down, because noticing something sexual may result in an unfavorable reaction by the onlooker or the recipient of the uh, of, of the advance. This is the basic foundation of sexual preference and is being blatantly bastardized by people taking up for this film. Another deflection tactic commonly used is whataboutism. People who defend the graphic scenes and cuties often ask, What about child beauty pageants and dance competitions that feature similar clothing and behavior? What about the other movies that feature uh, similar material? People don't get into a fuss about those things, the cuties supporters say. And they they may very well be correct in their references and assertions. However, that does not make cuties any more or less acceptable, nor does it mean that those pageants and dance competitions are any more or less disturbing than cuties. People are disgusted by cuties based on principles, and principles transcend individual entities. This means that the reasoning being used to denounce cuties can be applied elsewhere, 
namely those particular pageants and dance competitions, you know, the ones used, used in the defense of cuties. The reason those other venues haven't been similarly commented on is likely because a great amount of people simply have not been exposed to them. The only way to settle that matter is to give those sorts of activities the same spotlight as cuties and monitor the reaction. That being said, the kind of activity presented in cuties definitely goes hand in hand with pedophilia. That's not debatable. When it comes to body language, there are gestures that are unmistakably sexual in nature. It's one thing to be attracted to actions that are otherwise mundane. It's another to perform a motion that's exclusive to arousal and or uh, sexual intercourse. There were elementary school-aged girls performing motions that are exclusive to arousal and or sexual intercourse. Pedophiles are sexually attracted to elementary school-aged girls. It would take no effort for the baby bumpers to sexualize those girls. The choreography in the movie already did that for them with the dance. This movie explicitly and directly facilitates the desires peculiar to child rapists. Anyhow, I'd like to direct attention back to this stated aim of this film uh, that I mentioned earlier in this podcast. That is supposedly to critique choices made by the girls presented in this film. <clears throat> Remember, quote, presentation is not the same as promotion, unquote. This situation raises an important ethical and moral question. How far should one go in presenting the reprehensible? The simple way to address this question is applying the non-aggression principle, which posits initiating an aggressive or coercive act, uh, coercive act, excuse me, on a peaceful person and their property as wrong, i.e. immoral. So in the event that any person is coerced into performing an act for the sake of presentation, that presentation would be considered morally wrong because it would involve coercion in order to you know, get the presentation. Take, for example, child pornography. Given that children do not have the developed mental facilities to consent to sexual acts, any sexual act, under the consideration of the non-aggression principle, would be morally wrong, since the sexual act would inherently involve theft of carnal knowledge, otherwise known as rape. This would also categorize filming child pornography with the intent of presenting it in a negative light as immoral because the child would still be subject to rape in order to get the footage. So there is at least one functional method to delineate a stopping point when filming graphic material for any purpose. <clears throat> now, I'm not going to make a statement about the process of getting child actors to perform what they did in Cuties, because I don't have the details, so I'm just going to leave that point right here. Although, I will say, if Chris Hansen could find grown women with physical looks that convinced seasoned child rapists that they were young kids, I'm certain movie makers could do the same. Now, in all fairness, uh, I believe it should be noted that I haven't looked at the entire movie, I know that'll rub some people the wrong way, but then again, 
I don't need to eat an entire egg to know that it's rotten. That's it for this episode of the Ijonoclast. The relevant links are in the description. For more of my work, check out the links page on my website, johnalancaster.com, which serves as a directory to my articles, spoken word poems, and curated videos. If you fancy my content, feel free to leave a like, share the episode, and subscribe. Thank you for listening. God bless. Mm-hmm.